Hey there, restaurant pros. It's Davis Guy Peters, and welcome to episode 90 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom for your restaurant, and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today, we're going to delve into a crucial aspect of restaurant management, understanding and leveraging your descending dollar report. This isn't just about saving a few dollars here and there. It's about a strategic purchasing, waste control, and maximizing your profits. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. There's a little known and underutilized tool that can reduce your food costs by potentially three or more points, but only if a restaurant were to simply gather some data and take a little action. How would you like to reduce your food costs by simply gathering data? Does this sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. By the end of this lesson, you'll be in a position to take action and put yourself down that path. I want to be straight with you. There is one group that, well, basically this isn't going to work for. That's a group of restaurants who already have a prime vendor agreement in place with one of their broadline distributors. So if this is you, this will not produce these kinds of savings. Why? Because you should have already negotiated these kinds of savings in your agreement. It will benefit you when it comes time to renegotiate your agreement. So you might as well just stay with me. But for everyone else, I'm about to deliver to you a real game changer. Okay, enough already, right? What the heck are you talking about, David? I'm talking about using and creating a descending dollar report with all the products that you purchase, no matter who you order them from. For those who might, well, be familiar, a descending dollar report is provided by most food purveyors. It lists all the products you've purchased from them sort them by total dollar amount spent over a given period of time, usually the highest to the lowest. So what I spend the most money on at the top down to what I spend the least amount of money. Now, this will work with a descending case report too. See, it's basically the same damn report. It's just sorted on your purchasing of purchase units, cases, if you will. All you need to do is switch the sort, if you will, the column with dollars and flip it to what you spent the most money on to the least. So we're going to follow a few steps to put this together. Step one, you're going to gather the data from your purveyors. This isn't just about looking at your invoices. It's about 
compiling comprehensive data on every item you purchase. This data is gold. It's the foundation of a strategy that can transform and your restaurant and help you manage your costs. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna call each one of your sales reps from any broadline distributor, any small distributor, any food vendor that you work with. And you're gonna ask them to provide you with a descending dollar report in a spreadsheet format. And this is important. In a spreadsheet format, not, not in a PDF. We need it in a spreadsheet to make it, make it work. But we also want it from a very specific date range. And we wanna get it from the same date range from each one of our vendors so that we can put it all together and know that they all line up perfectly. Note that this report is, is often, again, given in the form of a descending case report, and that's okay. Remember, you can, you can change the sort. It has the same data, it's just in a different order. For each vendor, you're gonna create an individual spreadsheet. Now, for the most part, if you get it from your broadline distributor, it should already be its own individual spreadsheet, whether in CSV file or not, you can make it a, an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet. It does not matter. We're just going to convert it from, from just numbers into format. And on it, it's going to have the vendor name, the product names for each of the things you order, the number of units you've ordered, again, purchase units, and how much money you spent on each one of those during that date range. For any items you purchase from that restaurant supply, big box store, grocery store, distributor, you get the picture? Anybody, anybody you buy from, even those vendors who, well, might be delivering, say, produce with a handwritten invoice. We've got to put all of it together. So you're going to get easily from your broadline distributors and those that are computerized. But if you go to, say, a Sam's Club, or if you go to um, a restaurant depot, you still might be able to get that spreadsheet, depending on the management that's there. But when we get into these little, say, bread vendors or produce vendors that are handwriting, you're going to have to type it all up. When you go to a grocery store, all those paid out receipts, you're going to need to type it up. We need to know every product, all of the data we're looking for. Now, with that said, be aware that your broadline distributors, when you ask for the descending case report or descending dollar report the way I want it, the truth of the matter is they're probably going to slow roll you. Like they really don't want to give you the data. Now, why is this process? Why do they want to slow walk this process? Well, odds are what they're going to do is they're going to delay, 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 and then you're going to get a phone call and it's going to be, what's going on? What's wrong? Why are they going to do this? Because they think you're gathering the data to shop them with another distributor. Because if you, the same process of gathering all your tonnage, if you will, in spreadsheet format allows you to put all of your data together that you can shop them and get a prime vendor agreement with somebody else. So be prepared to let them know what you're doing. All you're doing is a descending dollar report. You wanna see what you spend the most of to the least of. Now, step two is sorting and analyzing your top 10 items, maybe even 12. See, once you have all this data, we're gonna to need to put it all in one spreadsheet. So we're gonna combine, we're just gonna copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, till every, Everyone you buy product from, every product you buy is on one spreadsheet. Now, special note here. You may have to take some time to, well, delete some items and combine them with others. For instance, to make this work, if you bought chicken from two different vendors, but they're the same six ounce ch chicken breast, we're not really looking for who you bought more from. You know who you're probably gonna get it from the most. Take all the purchase units and the dollars 
from one vendor, add it to the other. Otherwise, you're going to have chicken in two different places. We've got to make sure we marry any like items that we buy from multiple vendors so that we know it's one single product. We can see that it moves up the list or down the list for that matter. Now, again, we're going to then sort all of this. We have everything, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. We sort the column of money spent to what we spend the most to what we, down to what we spend the least. Now, pay close attention. If you were to take in a spreadsheet, if you highlight the first cell and drag down to 10 or 12 items, you're basically creating a subtotal. If you look in the bottom right-hand corner of Excel or Google Sheets, you're gonna see a little number, you can click on it, it'll pop it up, it'll give you averages, counts, all these things. But what it will also do is total whatever the hell you have highlighted. And in this case, what you're going to find is that your top 10 to 12 items Right at the top of that list, which you spend the most of to the least, out of 350 items you purchase, there's 10 to 12 of them that will represent about 50% or more of your purchasing power. That's right. Just a handful of items make up half of your spending. This is where you need to focus, right? Where should your focus be? These 10, 12 items, because why? We can make a huge difference if we could buy differently. Step three. Now leverage your spending power. Because you're spending a significant amount on these top items, you have leverage, leverage to negotiate. What you're gonna do is you're gonna ask your purveyors if they can offer you a better price if you promise to buy all of that product from them. See, they're looking for tonnage. The more you buy, the more willing they are to lower a price. In the old days, distributors would have food shows. Do you remember the food shows? I don't see them very often anymore. They're too expensive and don't really get them the results they want. But we used to, every quarter or at least once a year, have a food show. And when you'd go to one, you might stop by, say, a manufacturer's booth, maybe a Heinz ketchup, and you'd be like, hey, what's, what, what's your deal? And they say, if you promise to buy at least 50 cases, 150 cases, 350 cases, whatever the number is, you promise to buy that in the next year, we're going to give you a better price. So what you would do, you go around with your card and you say, I'm going to contract to buy this. I'm going to contract to buy that. We're going to contract to buy this to get better pricing. The truth of the matter is that could have been done anytime all year long. You didn't have to go to a food show. See, the more you promise to buy, the more they, they know you're going to do, the more they're willing to work on price. Step four is uncovering hidden opportunities. Next, ask your sales rep if they have a like or better quality product for a cheaper price. Not a cheaper product. You should never buy shitty food and go against your core values to save money. I would never have you do that. This would cheapen your brand and actually end up hurting your restaurant. Again, to be clear, you are asking for a product similar in quality or better quality that's cheaper. See, what you don't know, and your sales rep isn't going to tell you, is there's another product that could potentially be in their warehouse that another restaurant or chain restaurant with high volumes brought in into the distributor. They got a slot. And what that means is they bypass something called marketing money. Marketing money is uh, the broadline distributors, all of them. It's not, it's not name one, it's all of them. There's a game where they say, hey, Give me your manufacturer, give me your best price. Fantastic. Now add $5 a case. And every time we sell, you're going to kick us back $5. It's 
kind of backdoor money. It's marketing money. And what is that for? It's they're going to say, we're going to really market and push your product to sell more of it. So they're building in a commission, if you will. This is not sleazy. It's not under the table. It's not anything wrong. It's the way the rest of the, the food distribution business is set up. They've got to make money too. Let's keep that in mind. So when you say, do you have a light quality product or better quality at a cheaper price? And they look in their, in their book or their, their, their computer and they see this item that a chain brought in bypassing marketing money. If that product isn't a trade secret product, meaning to that, that chain restaurant, like it's a secret sauce. It's a very specific, whatever made just for them. If it's something say like a Heinz ketchup, well, you can have it too. That means another restaurant got the product brought in, bypassed the inflation of uh, uh, the inflation of the price due to marketing money. And because neither of your sales rep or your distributor want to make it available to you because they're not going to make so much, well, better margins on it. They're smaller. Even though it's in the warehouse, you ask and you say, is it there? Is there something there? Again, as long as it's not trade sick, secret, that's a product you can have. That means you can piggyback on the savings that other chain brought in, right? Because they have the tonnage. They promise to buy X number of cases, whatever it may be. They're contracted. They get a better price and it's sitting there and you can have it too. By simply asking these two questions, can I get a better price? And do you have like or better quality products at a cheaper price for all the top 10 to 12 items? Just those specific items. We're not going down to the bottom on toothpicks. We're going 10 to 12 items. We're focusing all of our efforts just on 10 or 12 items. You'll be in a position to reduce your food costs by three or more points. That's huge. Buying the same groceries you're buying today. Remember, your business is valuable to them. And they're often willing to work with you to maintain a good relationship. Before you run off though, and start gathering this data, please know that if you have a prime vendor agreement, I mentioned it in the beginning, if you have a prime vendor agreement or, and, or you're already working with a GPO, which is a group purchasing organization, you've already found your significant savings. And this process will not have much of an impact on your bottom line. It will, however, help you keep your distributors honest. Step five goes to the next piece, and that's controlling waste and theft. Knowing your top 10 items, 12 sometimes, is just the beginning. The next step is controlling waste and preventing theft, implementing portion controls and keeping a close eye on these products. Every ounce waste that is stolen is money out of your pocket. This is where you tight, you know, you, where tight inventory management becomes crucial to reducing your food cost. Step six is using software for ideal versus actual product usage. So finally, let's, let's talk about technology. Using food and beverage software to compare ideal versus actual product usage is a game changer. Software can highlight discrepancies, show you where you're losing money and where you can tighten up processes. It's about having the right controls to ensure you're controlling the product that you use. It's critical to use your product effectively. And what is an ideal versus actual product usage? It requires some work. It means you're taking inventories on a weekly basis. It means you're uploading your invoices on a daily basis. 
it means that between taking inventories, uploading your, your invoices, and tying your sales mix to your POS system and your recipe from your POS system to your recipe cards, it can report to you that, hey man, you used, based on inventories and purchases, 350 pounds in chicken. You should have used 300. Now, when you talk to your kitchen manager or chef and go, why is your food cost high? And they go, I'm not sure. You can literally sit there and highlight four line items and say, fix these items. We have a problem. Theft, portion, waste, something's going on, but you can fix it. Now, by the way, with software, you've already gathered the data. Remember when I said you had to call all these vendors? You don't have to do that because you uploaded all the invoices. It's data. It's already in your system. Because you're going to be taking a picture of that invoice every single day, uploading it to the cloud. And like magic, it's automatically going to be put into your software, whether that's through OCR software and human beings or just human beings. But every one of these software companies are going to be allowing you to take a picture, upload it, and get your invoice all ready for you to, to examine to make sure it's accurate. This means all you have to do is run a descending dollar report in your software and pick up your phone and start making the calls. Hey, can I get a better price? Do you have a light quality product at a at light quality or better quality at a cheaper price? Now I'm going to tell you the software that I recommend to my members is Margin Edge. And if you want to learn more about Margin Edge, I want you to please write this very specific link down. I want you to go to marginedge.com forward slash DSP for David Scott Peters, marginedge.com forward slash DSP. This will put you in contact with my guy, Bruce Earl. Bruce is a true restaurant pro and is the only person I let my members work with. Now, don't get me wrong. There's lots of good people at Margin Edge, but I know that he is a restaurant pro. He takes care of my people. He's been an area guy, you know, he's got 30 plus years in the restaurant business. He's taken inventories, run million dollars, multi-million dollar locations, multiple, just like he's, he's a good dude. I don't want you to get the 20 year old reading a script. I want you somebody who understands restaurants and that's Bruce. Now I want to be clear. I don't get a commission or any referral fee from this recommendation. What I get is the knowledge you'll be taken care of. Finally, managing your restaurant's finances isn't just about cutting costs. It's about a smart management, right? About smart management of your resources. By focusing on your descending dollar report, negotiating better prices, uncovering hidden product opportunities, controlling waste and theft, and leveraging technology, you're not just saving money. You're setting your restaurant up for long-term prosperity. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. 
Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.